welcome to Lessons on Life with Mimi, Rhea, whatever you want to call me, a rose by any other name, it smells sweet. And we talk about the 12 laws of mind here and how they affect our lives. And today we're going to be talking about prayer, also known as meditation, also known as contemplation. And we have forgotten. You know, we've been reading these masters of um, consciousness that have left us all this work on how they did it, how they perceived it, how they learned about it. And it's all beautiful, but each person is a follower of the way. And they must find their own way because each person is different. There's no two that are alike. And there's nothing new under the sun. Now... This takes us to the Bible where it states all these states of consciousness. And some are truly historical figures and things that happened because of the states of consciousness being told about in the story. It's like a historical romance novel. The ones that lived, truly lived and did those things. And the ones that did not live represent states of consciousness that individuals and therefore humanity itself will wear or is wearing at this time. So it's all a great big play being told over and over again in different ways. So what's going on in the modern era is no different than what was going on then. It's the thinking. Okay, it's how you think. And it's full of symbolism in the sense that a story enters into the minds of men easily. So in order to grasp a concept, a story, parable, allegory is told. The clue to these things is in the translation. And you have to dig into the etymology of the words. The biggest clue is the names and this is how you know whether they actually lived or not so and so therefore they represent you and it's important to understand that because those are the states we're all going through you know spies have been around forever they're in the bible gurus they're in the bible they're all in the bible okay and what you do with them. And it's always darkest before the dawn, which, you know, you, you're really feeling it. The pinch, it looks like everything's coming at you. That's just your old consciousness fighting to stay alive. And no, you're gone. Okay? I, I'm not that person anymore. I'm this person. And that can be difficult. You know, in the face of what's going on, because currently we're all becoming one. You can look at the Internet and see how it looks like a brain, you know, uh, with flashing synopsis. <laughs> and you can look at the universe and see how the Internet and the universe look the same. And it's understanding this. And the big understanding, because you've been taught otherwise. And that was to instill admiration and respect, okay, for God. And God is 
consciousness. That's what it means, consciousness. And the Bible tells you about how we came to be and what we're doing here and why we're doing it and all these other things if you dig down deep enough and dig into the etymology of the words and understanding and you have all these teachers some call them mystics whatever that tell you these things so you have all these teachers that can you know help you they all have nuggets for you to pick up on your journey the story of Hansel and Gretel and um, it's really understanding that that you have to pick up the nuggets and figure it out for yourself because you're the only you no one sees through your eyes no one hears through your ears no one. okay so it's understanding you know the cock up you've sold yourself so the word prayer means to contemplate to think upon to think about to think of so you know you you go somewhere and and you know smell the roses whatever and start contemplating well what are you going to contemplate on well you don't worry how am i going to do this how am i going to do that no 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 no, you, you contemplate on love and life. And this is what brings everything. And if, you know, you're truly seeking understanding, you, you contemplate truth and spirit and understanding and that God is infinite and that he's infinite intelligence and he will give you the answers. You know, so you go sit somewhere and you contemplate for a little bit on whatever it is. So if you need um, money, then you think about God's infinite riches. You know, how his storehouse of riches is available to you. And, you know, what's in there? Everything. You know, God is the diamonds. God is the jewels. God is the money. God is the coins. God is everything. He's everything. He's the furniture. He's the house. And this is part of understanding there's only one. You see, with one eye, it's all God. It's it's God. <laughs> so you're just thankful, you know, and be thankful for the things that you love and forgive the things that you do not because you brought them into your consciousness. Now, there is a understanding that needs to happen. Eventually, it happens to all, but one needs to understand that the self-sufficient one, El Shaddai, God Almighty, sits in your heart, okay? He's right there in your heart, holding you, carrying you, loving you. You're the man. They, you know, they can't rise without the man, all right? God and imagination is one mind. That's one mind that is becoming part of El Shaddai. And it can't become part of El Shaddai until it's as beautiful and pure as El Shaddai. Okay? And self-sufficient. You have to prove to yourself that you're self-sufficient by going within and getting it. You don't have to do anything. 
proving to yourself that you indeed are the consciousness for El Shaddai and the imagination for El Shaddai. And that's how El Shaddai, El Shaddai divine love and divine life expresses itself through you. You know, it must express itself. And that is why it went into itself and created a consciousness with an imagination. And then it gave that consciousness and imagination to man. Gave his son to man. Okay. And teaching through the man how to think. How to be. You know. And the great thing about man is he gets up to come along for the ride and he gets to be the judge and he gets to be in charge because man is God's first creation the Almighty's first creation as a consciousness and an imagination the highest form of creation and he was like a dog you know don't you just love your pet well that's what God and El Shaddai did they they fell in love with that pet. And they didn't want him to die, to pass off dust into dust. He was part of the created, so he must. Wax and wane. Okay, but they didn't want that. They wanted him to be with them forever. He's just the cutest. I love him with all my heart. You know, so they went into him. El Shaddai gave man consciousness and imagination his son we came out of him so he could express life and love joy happiness all things good all things perfect good and when they went into the man it got distorted because man was created and man did not know what to do with all this crazy consciousness that came into his being so he started making up scary stories it would be no different than if they had gone into a dog. Now the dog would be all freaky deaky and have to learn. And we learned through language how to express ourselves. This is the Tower of Babel. And this is how we come to understand these concepts of things that are unseen but are a force regardless. And this is why spirit is compared to the wind. You know, you can hear it, you can feel it, but you can't see it. It's momentum, you know. You don't see it, but you feel it, you know. And these invisible forces that come out of us. So it's really understanding um, this is all God and, you know, you are the child of El Shaddai. God. We've been taught that that's separate. But what the Bible's telling you is El Shaddai is whole and separate, self-sufficient, complete in your heart. Okay? And you're learning to be like your heart. So as one of my patrons that is just so beautiful has stated, open your heart. You know, become a conduit. And understand that, you know, gold is brought up all the time because gold is a perfect conductor of electricity, power. 
okay? And it works back and forth, back and forth between the heart and the head, the heart and the head, the heart and the head. And you're synchronizing. That's what we call it today. It's harmonizing your heart and your head. And eventually you're allowing by thinking of the aspects of God that consciousness in your head gets rewritten and it's El Shaddai in your heart doing it and you asked him to do it and he trust me he wants to do it he'll do it that is your father mother and in the Ten Commandments it says honor thy father and mother and of course we do the exact opposite to our physical parents we question them we doubt them we don't listen to them in many ways so we're not honoring them okay the physical parents but it's the inner parent who is both okay so that there's no gender call it a she call it a he but you don't call it an it it's a being okay so we just don't have a word for that so it's an all-power omnipresent you know being and it's in every nook and cranny everywhere you know everywhere and it's not energy energy comes out of it it's a being it's a mind without form and shape spirit you know so you contemplate on these things you know two three times a day and you spend you know a lot of your time doing mundane tasks and when you are into a mundane task you will start getting answers because basically you're just being quiet it doesn't take any thinking to clean a toilet but you want to do it well because you don't want to do it again for another week or two or whatever you know and so you get in there and you do it well and you're thinking about it at first but then you stop thinking because you, you clean toilets all the time and you know you're going to do a good job so then you're just scrubbing and stuff and looking for spots and stuff and next thing you know oh oh yeah I need to go write that down that's what I need to do you know and you know what I'm going to finish cleaning these toilets so I'm going to go do that you know and then you'll start getting understanding you know things to go do these kind of things because that's the consciousness the one in your heart okay that's teaching you therefore it subjugated itself to you so you could go out there and make mistakes and fall down and kiss your boo-boos and make it better and move on. That requires forgiveness. Otherwise, you remember those uglies and you keep pulling them up and you keep thinking about them and they keep happening and they keep getting worse. Don't do that. This is school. Forgive yourself. Oh, well. I learned. And one of the things we really, really have to learn because, we, you know, you just don't think about it. You immediately react. Oh, that guy's being a bully. You bully. I know. I've done it. Okay. But in my life, I also recognized all my life that bullies were victims overcompensating. They just didn't want to be hurt ever like that again. So they, they bully the very ones that they want attention from. Okay. And this is, you know, you just learn this. And... 
all my life it's always been shame on you chuck you shouldn't be doing that to that guy you're better than that come on dude you come with me chuck really i uh you know but Rita, no i'm going off with tom now all right we'll talk later if you want <laughs> and that's how you did and and i i've done that all my life and it really you know when you stop and look at it and start looking at your life you start realizing how you were responding to some things and you know not necessarily everything's wrong in your life you've been doing a lot of things that were the right thing but you also allowed some ugly things to enter into your mind into your life those are your judgments that you're facing and they only get worse if you don't face them or if you fall into them over and over and over again. Because the idea is, I learned from this. I'm moving forward now. Forgiven and forgotten. Wiping that out. Let's move forward. You know? And it's just learning these things. And, you know, and that takes an examination of your heart. One of the things I really love and, you know, has helped me so much is Doctor Who. In Doctor Who, the doctor has two hearts, you know, and it sounds like a drum beating. And he always has a companion. And the companion, you know, will say, well, imagine, let's go do this. Okay. You know, and he takes them off in his machine of time and space, which is your imagination. He's imagination. But the TARDIS, the machine that takes them there, the, the engine is a being of light and love, and nothing can stop it. And one of the beautiful things about it is it shows us how when the two hearts beat as one, okay, when the two minds meld and meet. And there is a beautiful episode about that. And that nothing can stop them and they need to go save their companion. Their companions are in trouble. <laughs> and they feel stuck. He feels stuck and he can't get out, you know. And he thinks she's broken and she comes to life and says, no, I'm not broken. I'm in this dead thing here and I can't stay long because I'm burning it up. You know, you need to get me back inside that TARDIS. Get me back inside that mind. Okay? I've been pulled out of it. Now get me back in there and I'll take care of all of it. And he's like, well, I don't know how we're going to do that. Come on, man. Think. Let's do this. And they do. They build a new TARDIS out of all these scraps of TARDISes and other things, and they take off. They're going to go help Amy and Rory. Here we come. <laughs> and they do. They do. And they destroy the one that's trying to destroy the universe where the Earth is. So, you know, I hope this helps. It's the journey itself. We all work together. You know, Amy and Rory were crying out, help, help, I'm lost, I can't get out of here. There's this bad guy trying to get me. And the doctor knows. So he's frantic, and he's stuck. 
because they can only think of this bad guy coming to get him, and so they're always running and chasing. And then, you know, they start telling themselves, I know the doctor's coming. I know he's going to help us. <laughs> We're going to get out of this. I know it. You know, and utter faith and confidence in the doctor. So you're the doctor. You got to examine yourself, for you're the one that heals yourself, brings yourself back from fragments, you know, a fractal into the one. Instead of, and then, you know, it's all good. So I hope this helps. And I wish you the best. And I can't tell you enough. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Blessings to all.